Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Really dumb. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Really 007 podcast for another look at the wonderful James Bond books. Now, Jeff Marshall is known to many as a gifted artist, and he's compiled a stunning collection of artworks for us to enjoy. His book focuses on the Bond girls themselves, and Simon Firth, who's also with us, his words complement them perfectly. For our own podcast, there are various places you can find us. So we've got our Pod Dojo website. And we're also on YouTube, iTunes, and Spotify, where you can watch and listen to all our episodes. Thanks for listening to us so far. And thanks for watching all our videos and rating and recommending us. We're also on social media, as many of you will also know. So we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. A special shout out to all the Bond fans who love Bond art. And there's quite a lot of it about. I know that whenever we do Zoom interviews, we often see it in the background, adorning their bedrooms and houses in general. So... Shout out to those band fans. Right, so Jeff, welcome to the show. Great to meet you. Thank you very much. You're in the east coast of America, is that right? Yeah, Ish. just yeah. outside of Philadelphia, which is you know just oh, lovely. NYC. So yeah, lovely place, lovely place. And we've got Simon here as well. Nice to see you, Simon. And you too, John Thomas. Thank you very much indeed for having me. You're slightly nearer us, aren't you, in England? Uh, yeah, I'm actually just uh, just to the left of London. I'm uh, based in Windsor. Well, lovely. Very nice. Well, we're just up north, unfortunately, but it is unbelievable, <laughs> the weather, so we're all right. <laughs> right, Jeff, just give us a little bit of a background, how you got into art in general, like your background as an artist. Um, how long is this podcast now last? <laughs> <laughs> we usually go on a long time, if you've heard 64, year, 64 years is a long time to cover. Oh, no, no. Um, well, I, I, think it was, I think it was just something that I was born with. Um, the ability just to start drawing and doodling. And I always think that the media, uh, that television and films were such a big part of my life. Growing up in tele with television, we had all these stars from the 40s and the 30s and the 50s coming into migrating into television. So I grew up with Gleason and Red Skelton and all these incredible actresses. I mean, Hitchcock had a show on for a decade. I mean, TV was so incredibly rich. And then this whole Bond thing is just, was such a phenomenon. And I, I was sitting here thinking this morning that, you know, when you were a kid and you were a young man, uh, I did disclose my age. So, uh, you know, there's a bald spot. There's no hair. There's a lot going <laughs> on over here. But I do remember we're seeing those one sheets. You do walk in and you see those one sheets and they are, you know, for a, 10 year old boy they're mesmerizing and then the and then the films deliver which is incredible it wasn't like a matt helm one sheet where the one sheet might be very very good and the movie is what it is or any film but the bond films really just there was always a great payoff mm. so i think um my love for 
the arts and, and, and anything that's entertainment. And that kind of grew into design, uh, fascinated by design. You look at the one sheets, they're fantastic. You look at the, the campaigns, some of the, the TV spots and the trailers, um, and they just keep getting better every decade. So um, Bond is always, to me, um, elevated um, uh, the experience, the, the, the advertising for Bond, the casting of the films, obviously the soundtracks, are like nothing else in the history of motion picture. So uh, it was always such a, a great thing to be a part of. It was always a great thing to be a part of. And then I just uh, went to college for uh, graphic design and illustration, um, graduated in 1981, got my false teeth in 2011. <laughs> uh, gra graduated high school, graduated college in 81, and then uh, I started a career in uh, uh, graphic design and advertising. And I think it was always influenced by um, timing, certain amount of timing and a certain amount of, uh, um, you know, whatever it's really going to take to tell a story. You know, when you're doing when you, what you're doing right now, and what we're all trying to do is create these stories and, and, and uh, build upon memories and, and mm -hmm. positivity, good things, nice things. Um, negative energy is just, it's a cancer. So I'd rather work on, I'd rather hope, I hope that somebody picks up the book and sees several illustrations or, or maybe their favorite Bond girl or Bond situation or, or, or moment or memory. I hope it, they, they look back and say, hey, man, I was 11 when that happened. Or I was my first date that movie. I remember, I remember my wife, Christ, I was, I, you know, I remember my wife and I, our, our first Bond film we went to. I, you know, I want those things. Uh, oh, my dad loved that girl. My dad loved that woman. Yeah. yeah. yeah she was an amazing girl. And so that's the purpose of, I think that's kind of like the purpose of fan art in general. You know, if we sat around and we were just sitting around all having dinner right now, and we started thinking about compiling images or creating a scenario or building a story with an illustration with several characters, that's just a one sheet, basically, or it's a book cover. Um, you know, I was lucky enough to work with Simon on some of his books and, and he deals with, and I think you, when you start traveling outside, when you start traveling and seeing things that are so iconic in the world and you're there, it's, there's nothing quite like that. There's nothing like seeing, uh, places in Paris or, or I adore London. And again, I was in, in, in Manchester in 91 before Die Another Day, all the places, Italy. It's it's amazing, you know. It's amazing. So we have a couple things going on with Simon's projects where we're selling a location, and then we're selling some of those parts of the film that are just amazing. It's exciting, and I we started with how did I get started, and we're yeah. all way to modern time. So yeah, it's yeah. nice talking to you guys. Have a great rest of your day. <laughs> too much caffeine, guys. Way too much caffeine. <laughs> Did you have like formal training as an artist? Oh yeah, yeah. I studied film uh, for the my first year of college, and then um, a lot of painting courses and things like that. Because of financial situations and my my father's health, I had to drop out of school, but went to a more traditional art school where you did everything, all the stuff that you would imagine: nudes, design, you study typography, all of it, but more of it for more for the notion of creating graphic design, mm. solving a problem with an ad, solving a problem. You know, if you had a storyboard, to do, um, which is why I always, I've always loved film. I always love motion and then photography, just about anything. You know, I guess when you're in school, they try to give you as much as you possibly can and you adhere to whatever, you know, you, you like, well, I'm one of those guys who does a little bit of everything is not really good at any of it. So I'm really fortunate that way. But at least I get to be part of the creative process with a photographer or an editor or with Simon who, or, or with a friend or a Simon or Simon who sits there and says, Hey, you know, I got this project coming up and uh, do you mind if I describe it to you or let's talk about it. And, you know, that's the greatest thing in the world. Mm. I just did a, I just did a project. I just finished a project for some package design for it's, it, I don't know if you've ever heard, of Lancaster County, but it's outside of Philadelphia. It's a little community, very country. It's all Amish people. Yeah, I've been, yeah. very, very unique little place. And there's a, a specialty uh, hotel 
out there. I guess it's kind of expensive and what have you, but it's it's really, really nice. And Condé Nast, they give away, um, the hotel gives away gift baskets to people who stay there. Soaps, facial scrubs, anything, like six or seven different items. Well, Condé Nast Traveler got in touch with the hotel and said, guys, we really love your hotel, but your packaging is very bad. It's very bad. And they sat there and critiqued the label. You know, they sat there and said, this is horrible looking. So I had the opportunity to work that and kind of just approach that problem, approach that, uh, wh- how are we going to solve this issue? What, you know, wh- what's the solution to this? And I think as a designer, as a writer, you're always trying to find solutions to problems that you stir up in your noggin. So that was just a fun project, but they're all, you, you see how they're all related. Um, yeah. It's just it, being a designer, it does keep you, being in the arts keeps you young. Because yeah. you're constantly involved with young people or younger people, which isn't that hard for me. Um, but, you're, <laughs> but you're always solving problems, always collaborating with people. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you never know what phone call you're going to get at the end of the week. That's going to sit there saying, "I have a, I have a, a bar of soap that Condé Nast Traveler doesn't like." Now, what the hell? What kind of sentence is that? That's that's insane. <laughs> or, or would you like to put a, or, or would you like to collaborate on a book? about something you're incredibly passionate about, you know? So in that way, we were talking about serendipity before you got on. I really truly believe that this venture was, is the definition of that meeting Martin and working with them and meeting Simon, working with Simon. It's just been a, an, a, an amazing journey. And I've been so fortunate. If we could bring in Simon at the moment, obviously Simon has his own books. And I know that Jeff has already done illustrations uh, for those books. Could you tell us Simon a bit about, how you sort of came to be in the business of doing these amazing travel books for Bond and how you've got to know Jeff through those. Uh, well, first of all, I uh, thank you for uh, asking that question. First of all, I have to completely disagree with everything that Jeff has just said. It's nothing, <laughs> it is nothing whatsoever to do with serendipity. We have been begging Jeff to do something by way of thanks for his contributions to yeah. uh, to our books, uh, <laughs> books uh, by myself and by uh, Martin uh, Mulder. And we have we have been begging this to uh, to actually happen. So it has nothing to do with nothing to do with serendipity uh, whatsoever. But how I came into uh, working with uh, with Martin and Jeff, I was living in the in the south of France in 2019, and uh, it was uh, the months of May and June. I was in a little tiny town called Villefranche-sur-Mer. At, at Ooh, that yeah. point. I'd only really been writing sort of uh, uh, articles or essays, you know, a few thousand words, and just putting them up online. But the uh, the two months in the south of France, it kind of grabbed you. I mean, you, you live in the south of France for a couple of months. It's, it's going to touch you. And what I found was that I was actually just writing with a greater degree of interest in the research and uh, taking more of an interest in the area and, and to lesser or greater uh, degree of success, say more of an interest in the uh, creative writing. And what I found was that I just had something which is just too big for an online uh, essay. You know, no one is going to read 10 or 15,000 words on uh, online. So I introduced myself to uh, Martin and said, "Look, Martin, I've got this. I've got this uh, bunch of words. I, I dare say it's not going to be anything like what you're used to or what you've done in the past." I think by then he'd done travel guides around the world and Japan and Thailand very specifically. And I sort of said, "If you can do something, great." He said, "Yeah, we'll all do something, but I need you actually to add a few more words to uh, to put it into a book size." And he sort of edited and licked me into shape and this, that, and the other. And we put this book out. Where I came into this with Jeff uh, specifically, I'm just going to take a couple of steps back right now, is that I was aware of Jeff, as I think everyone else would have been, uh, who was alive in the 1990s and and conscious, when he was uh, (laughs) asked by Eon Productions to do these lithographs. And immediately then I thought, these are gorgeous. Mm. I have a huge interest in the marketing campaigns for the Bond uh, films, nominally the 1960s, 70s, 80s posters. I mm. also love book covers, and and I loved Jeff's lithographs. I absolutely love them. But when I introduced myself to Jeff, I thought, there's a possibility here, just a faint possibility that I'm going to actually fall through an open doorway to uh, for an existing relationship for, hopefully, Jeff to do covers for nominally my books. With Coach Azure, we were so close. We were so close. Unfortunately, we launched that in the year of 2020, the end of 2020, right. and uh, and Jeff was was laid low. Uh, in fact, I think Jeff and your wife uh, were laid low with uh, with COVID. Yeah. But Jeff's generosity, uh, he, he he gave permission to uh, uh, Martin to cut up and juxtapose uh, various elements from past images to uh, to create our first book cover. So that basically is the journey in. 
absolutely fantastic. They are wonderful books as well, Simon. But this collaboration, of course, this is about the Bond girls. That's right, isn't it? It is. It absolutely is. Yes. We were, you know, I have to preface, preface this as well by saying that, you know, whenever we went on a sort of a book tour or a book launch or whatever, specifically the, uh, the book covers to Italy and the Bahamas, I mean, literally everywhere I went, everywhere we went, uh, people sort of came up to me and said, uh, you know, this book cover is absolutely superb, but I, I will not only buy the book, but I would like to have a, a print. Uh, mm. Of this book as a poster, and all of these, uh, all of these contacts, uh, are pushed towards Jeff solely for him to profit from. But I think, uh, I mean, Jeff, correct me if you're wrong, but I think you were busy with your freelance stuff and sort of doing odd, uh, odd shipping environments, printing and shipping um, opportunities. I'm not sure that mm. that was entirely possible with everything else he had going on. But it became very clear that there was a still a market for Jeff's work. So. January of this year, we uh, we sat down, the three of us, around a Zoom call much like this, and we uh, thrashed out some ideas, and it really just came down to the uh, uh, the Bond girls. Yeah, I mean, that's where I, I have to jump in. I don't take a lot of things very lightly when it comes to work. I don't want to be super serious about it, because it's not serious, but I do value people's time and their effort. Mm. And I think collaboration, when you have the ability to speak in shorthand with people sometimes, and they kind of know you, even though you don't really know them that well. That is a blessing from above. I've had that happen to me millions of times with people that I've worked with. Uh, and Simon and Martin, and they both, and I'm a control freak. So I am the worst person to be married to. I'm the worst person to collaborate with. I don't even like me. So it's and not, nothing really works out whatsoever. But these guys are just so ingratiating and kind and open-minded. They give you great suggestions. They, they maneuver thoughts and push and move it's like furniture you know let's make this room perfect let's put this over here let's put that over there and let's put this in the wall there i mean you start building and creating with them both and hopefully when you see the result of what we have created first of all it is something that we have created it, it features art but also features copy and book design and and consistency and and really good strong thoughts i think if we did it if we ever have the opportunity to do another one i think it'll blow this one out of the water i think there's i truly believe there's no place to go but up but for our first collaboration for our first effort it was and maybe that's the serendipitous part of it that i that i'm talking about because <laughs> yet because at the end of the day after 40 plus years of being a designer a graphic designer and doing things you don't always have that great thing going on. And when you see it and recognize it, it really is something else. And in this particular case, it's a little overwhelming to me. Although, you know, if we were eating dinner and I got a steak, a really good steak, I would probably start crying then too. But it, <laughs> I get very overwhelmed by those things. I get very emotional by it. And it is, I can't tell you how fortunate I am. It's just, it's just a once-in-a-lifetime thing. So if we never do another one, this is perfect. But it's really something else. It really is something else. These guys are phenomenal. And I can't believe I'm not going to – hopefully I'll be able to meet you in person sometime soon, Simon. Give you a big bear hug while I still can. Oh, oh. I, I am going <laughs> to see Martin tomorrow. Uh, we're headed up to New York City, so uh, my wife and I, and I, I'm excited about that. So I, I will get to see some of the guys and, and meet some other fellow Bond uh, maniacs, which is <laughs> right up my alley. <laughs> and I mean that term in the most beautiful sense. <laughs> it's so heartening to hear you say this. I mean, we, we've, as a podcast, been running for three years. And before before this, we probably didn't have that much kind of involvement with a Bond community. But when you get involved with a Bond community, you find all these so talented people like yeah. in all different kind of ways and yet we're all contributing our own little thing to bond and then when you see what you guys do where you collaborate and you put authors together with illustrators and you, and you put this stuff together it is serendipitous that's the only way i can describe it because you're all circling around your number one love <laughs> so and it's just it's an amazing thing. It, I don't know. I don't want to speak for you, but I can only be like the podcast as an example. It never feels like work. It always feels mm. like like fun. And I don't know. Was that your experience of the illustrating this stuff? 
For, for myself, oh my goodness. The opportunity, it is like playing. I always say, I would always say to my clients when we would start a new project, that the initial design phase, when you're working on something or creating something, is the day that you should be out running in a field with the sun shining and the flowers blooming and the butterflies around. Because at the end of the day, your very first designs, your very first inklings of creativity are the ones that are just so free and so alive. When you do that with something that you truly enjoy, motion pictures or 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 or, or television or Bond or Star Wars or Star Trek, I have so many friends that have all those different loves. The Marvel superhero community, it is a there's nothing quite like it. I don't think there's anything really like um, working with fans. And and from back in the day, when as Simon has said, when the initial Lithos came out. It was really my first taste of just saying hello and meeting people. I mean, I think I had AOL at the time. And I was, you know, dialing up the, the thing, and it took an hour <laughs> and a half to get on the internet back then. And I started meeting people from Europe and, and all over the world. And they were just so kind, saying, hi, how are you? And then I would always like, hey, who's your favorite Bond? Or what's your favorite movie? Or what are your memories? Or who, who introduced you to Bond? All the things that, I guess, all the things that I really care about. Yeah, we could sit and debate the movies all day. But I think at the end, I think at the end of the day, um, after we're done talking about the soundtrack or that shot, it comes down to how did it make you feel? You know, how did, when you left the theater, how did you feel that night? Or were you disappointed? You know, so it's fun talking with people. And, you know, it's really cool. I think John said, John, it could be somebody like Simon or Martin or Lee Pfeiffer or, or all these guys or some of the Bond girls themselves who've always been. I, I only met a couple of stars in my life who've, not, who've been more um, cross, who haven't been so nice. And that mm. just happens. But for the most part, they're also nice. John Glenn, he's the oh. like the coolest guy in the world. I, I can yeah. sit and just have cocktails with him until I blacked out. I mean, he just sits there. <laughs> he's got so much style. He's just so graceful. He's just uh, such a nice gentleman. Yeah. All the guys from France, Luke and all the people. It's just so nice. But sometimes it's just nice relating to somebody who loves the films, too. Yeah. I was just at an event the other week, and I met somebody from Philadelphia. Somebody I'd never met before. He's a year younger than I am. And we end up sitting and talking for like an hour and a half, just mm. about stuff. Just about stuff. Some a guy that lives close by. And now we're now we're kind of buds and we kind of say hi to each other or, or online. So it's 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 a blessing to be able to reach out and meet people. And and if they appreciate your work, that's fine. You know, I got a lot of people who sit there and say, hey, you know, you didn't do that so well. You know, I don't like the way that looks. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, what am I gonna say? But that's just the way that's just life sometimes. But it is it is fortunate. And just having this opportunity to meet you guys and and speak yeah. and share is just it is serendipity. Hey, that's my new word for the day. Yeah. Serendipity. <laughs> I'll probably be getting a tattoo this weekend that says serendipity over my arm. So great film, yeah. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know <laughs> Well, to link it together, it was very nice to to meet Simon at the 007 GV Gala. Uh, at the HMS Belfast, uh, well, a couple of months ago now. But at that, to link it all in, Jeff had done a commissioned piece for the auction from John Glenn, an amazing piece of artwork of John, mm. signed by John himself. And seeing him with it on the day, it's just, I mean, that's thats getting me emotional just thinking about it. Okay. It was fantastic, Jeff. And I bet that must have been a massive honour to do that. Yeah, he... Um... When I spoke, when I first time I met Mr. Glenn, one of my favorite films is Wild Geese. And I believe he was, mm. I mentioned this to Simon. I know when I, uh, he was second unit director. Yeah. We were talking about uh, filming in South Africa and the scene where the, the large plane, is that a C-140 or whatever it is, where it's trying to take off and they're trying to escape. And he said, you know, we had a film so early in the morning because after a certain amount of time, the plane was actually sinking into the asphalt. And he was telling me little stories about that and, uh, I, I can't imagine being on the set with Roger Moore and Richard Burton. I forget the others. Hardy Krieger. Ron Harris, Jonathan. Richard Harris. Yeah, yes. I, I can't imagine just that experience alone. But when I speak, when he's talked to John Glenn, he's just like, he's like talking to a guy that you're watching a, a football game with and you're having a yeah. beer. Oh my dear God, he's fantastic. So immediately got along with him. And then when this came up, I just wanted him to look, in my mind, I wanted him to look. Like he kind of is kind of, they always said Terrence Young was kind of Bond. I kind of think John Glenn kind of has that rugged kind yeah. of, like I, <laughs> I'm not going to use a curse word, but I wouldn't want to F with John Glenn. I mean, I think he'll take a, 
He'll take it. He'll take, give you a shot in the pile. <laughs> Um, but I think John Glenn, you know, he, he's certainly a visionary, and I wanted him to look. I wanted him to look as romantic as possible. I wanted him to be the leading man. You know what I mean? So uh, that was just so much, so much fun. I'm currently reading his autobiography. It's great, um, isn't it? It's amazing. But because I always like associate pictures of John Glenn as a director, seeing him in his younger days, yeah, he could have been James Bond. He wasn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he he was a stud, and I would imagine being a second unit director, you have to have some knowledge on what the body can cannot do. I mean, what is he? He was second unit on, on OHMSS, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, back then there was no digital nothing. I mean, they were just beating the heck out of each other and going. Yeah. So I would imagine there was a lot of things that he probably tried out. There's a lot of other stories that we don't know about. It's just cool. I mean, he's he's just a cool dude. <laughs> it's just cool. So that's why I wanted him to look. Kind of like that, but I think most of all, I just wanted to wanted to kind of do what we're doing with the current book. Um, Simon would bear that out. Try and make the ladies give them a point of view, give them reinvent something and tell a story with them, whether it's a sketch or whether it's a uh, anything you know, a more finished piece of artwork. Because all the book contains sketches, it contains rougher sketches and pastel drawings and more a little bit of everything. So, but that's kind of the way art is, you know, it's not one strict way. And sometimes less effort into a drawing takes more, you know, less is more. So, you know, you have to have an economy with the lines. You have an economy with the color or explore more colors that you normally wouldn't use. That's the fun part of creating. And Simon knows I throw away a lot more drawings than I keep. And there's a lot of trash in my house and my wife's not happy about it. So um, (laughs) there you go. (laughs) It <laughs> just is. But I think the point is, you know, keep trying, keep keep going for it, keep hacking away. You know, it'll work out eventually. You can't give up. You just can't give up. Hello, I'm Ilka Boshenko from Moonraker, and you're listening to Really 007. So what is it about James Bond that inspires you both? And I'll just go to Simon first, because obviously you're now famous for these books which go into the travel side of Bond. And we love that aspirational James Bond. That sort of when you go abroad, if you manage to go and you see a place where Bond's been, it heightens it <laughs> times a hundred. Is that a particular thing of yours that inspired you, Simon? Oh gosh, uh, you know what? Uh, God, when I first got into, I think when everyone first gets into Bond, it's obviously going to be about the cool, the gadgets, and uh, what you might then have perceived to be the exotic locations. But my first introduction was back in the 1970s, predominantly early 80s, which is, I think, when I first became fully conscious. And it was really just about the cool, you know, the ability for this guy, this uh, this uh, this man who had the ability to know exactly what to do in any given situation in any any given country. Three of us here, we live in we live in the UK, famous for its many roundabouts. James Bond <laughs> doesn't hesitate at a mini roundabout. <laughs> right, right there, you've got it. For me, hands down, he knows what to do. This guy wants to get to his hotel in a hurry. He knows exactly which flight of steps to run his motorbike up or which canal to, uh, to yeah. run over. I mean, all this stuff was just effortless. I, that was obviously one of the things that attracted me to Bond uh, back in the day. I think I see Bond as a portal right now, so it allows you to explore an interest within an interest. And my interest actually then was the appreciation of, of art through the um, uh, the movie mm. posters. And I, I have a... A collecting gene uh, in my in my form, uh, and I collect uh, collected collect still uh, the uh, uh, the Bond posters, predominantly the uh, the UK and the US artworks, and for which you know those uh, of which those are predominantly better from the 1960s, the 1970s, and the 80s. But I sort of deep dived. I remember <clears throat> uh, deep dive way into uh, a lot of forums and a, a lot of discussion groups, uh, looking at the the artists, not just the Bond films and Bond posters, but also artists for many of the uh, the film post and it just basically opened up a vista of uh, of appreciation and knowledge into which you could dive down uh, dive down and it was one of those sort of examples where i wouldn't necessarily have dived into a world of appreciation of artists and poster art had it not been for the introductory subject which was james bond and that is still uh, to this day it's still uh, very much a part of my uh, my interest but the locations really sort of came about i think i remember I remember doing something called an interrail. I don't know, Jeff, you might not know this, but uh, back Mm. in the day, uh, you could get a a month-long pass uh, as a kid for a month and to uh, float around Europe. And I remember back in the the mid-80s, I think, 86, I suppose, uh, standing in the place uh, on the River Seine 
in Paris, uh, where the Renault 11 had sort of spun and uh, pirouetted its way down the steps. And as an impressionable sort of kid who hadn't done a lot of, let's say, extensive traveling at that point, to be standing in the same place where there had been a film crew just months earlier, that kind of it got me. It took a long time to uh, germinate and to uh, to to uh, to come to uh, fruition with the books, uh, but it was always something which I had a little a little tingle in my uh, form, and it was always just something to. It was a quiet moment, and I, and I enjoyed that. I love that. <laughs> it's inspired me. That. I mean, I, I'm yeah. assuming we're all inspired by the Bond girls. You know, <laughs> that was part <laughs> of the attraction. Let's be honest, and uh, that leads us nicely to the book, of course, the beauty of Bond. How many Bond girls are in this book, guys? There's a couple of, there's 55 spreads that deal with a single woman, but some of the images are montages as well. So I would imagine there's 60 or so people and some of them and Bonds and some of the images as well, the various Bonds. So I guess there's 50 or 60 women or so. There <laughs> You know, but you know, thereabouts, and not all. You know, not all the main, the main co-stars are in, stars are in. Um, the, the one thing that Simon and Martin did so lovingly to me was let me play with the women that I enjoyed the most. I enjoyed the most over the years, or there was a demand for, or that I was sentimental about. I'm a very sentimental person, if you can't tell already. And some of those things just mean the world to me. Uh, yeah. So. They would question like, oh, Jesus, why do you have this person here? What? But they were so kind enough to let me uh, get away with that kind of murder. Uh, and I'm hoping that others will be able to re relate to it as well. Um, and then I guess, again, that's all I'm really asking for is hey, take a peek, see what you like. Uh, and I hope you get something uh, from it. I, I have the opportunity. I, I just found out that, well, I guess I can't say this, but I am going to say it, so I don't care. I just found out that Barbara Carrera is going to be in New York City about three or four weeks or so. Wow. So I'm going to be lucky enough to go go back up to New York in a, in a, in a few weeks. And I'm going to have, I guess she'll be the first Bond girl that actually is able to sign her page. Not that she's in the book. I'm not blowing that, right? She's in the book. <laughs> she's yeah. in the book. But no, she's not in the book. <laughs> but but I am going to be able to meet her in person and share yeah. that. It's exciting. And, and uh, uh, she was a pretty cool, iconic-looking uh, yeah. villain in that film. She might have been actually one of the highlights of that film. For, for Definitely. Yeah. So um, that, to me, is going to be a big thrill. So it's it's hopefully you know, people will get more than one thrill out of uh, all the various women. So who was the first Bond girl that inspired you? Growing up, I can only go back to when I became a, a nut about it. Was the 1970 re-release of You Only Know Twice in Thunderball? That was the that was the I couldn't believe what I was watching. I couldn't believe the television advertising for it. I couldn't believe the one sheet for that double feature, and I certainly couldn't believe the pairing of those two films. Mm. It was it's beyond. I still occasionally will sit and watch them together. Uh, back to back, or I'll just put them on just to have that four and a half hours or so. And then at the time, my father, um, we went two nights in a row. That's how much I tortured my father, poor God bless him, <laughs> the rest of his soul. But we went to a double feature one night, and then we went to a double feature the next night. It was like, oh my, <laughs> this kid, this kid is killing me. But it was fantastic, and I'll never forget it as long as I live. So I guess it was the women of Thunderbolt. And the women of you only have twice, which is terrific. Um, I, I've never seen anything since. But the one thing I guess maybe that you know I work on packaging, and I'm not sure if you guys like to cook or not. But those two films and many of those early films have just the perfect recipe. Mm. Everything works. Yes. The casting, the writing, the music—it's it, just there's nothing like it. And you know when you see a good film when it does that you know when you're watching something for the first time it's like wow this is that's pretty amazing my wife and i just watched the big sleep last night it's a humphrey bogart howard hawks film from 1946 raymond chandler and uh, yeah. phil Marlowe, lauren bacall and he the, the, the cast is amazing the women are photographed beautifully uh, it's a max steiner uh soundtrack so every scene sounds like king kong or something it's just an amazing soundtrack it's going like this 
But Bogey is amazing. He looks fantastic. He's mm-hmm. dressed great. Lauren Bacall is scary beautiful. All the other people in the film are perfect. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Perfect. That's kind of what I got from Bond. You know, there were very few missteps in, in the it, when I first got into it. Everything was just so rich. So It was a rich experience when you go to the movies. Lay down $3 back in the day. It was fantastic. Pure escapism, isn't it? Those two in particular. We saw them as part of the 60th anniversary. They were rescreened in the UK. Um, they just came to life so much more than... We yeah. were used to playing them on our VHS, you know, at home. And it was just, you were opened up, you were sent to the Bahamas, you were sent to Japan. And the women in them, I mean, some of the best, we, we've spoken to uh, Luciana Paluzzi and we've oh. met um, Martin Bezik as well. I mean, it's amazing that they're still around and in great health, these people. But I they're inspiring as well. And they're, they're I mean, they, these are these are top tier Bond girls for me. They're, they're brilliant. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Without a shadow of a doubt, Thunderball, especially. I love Claudine. Uh, yeah. Martine, I mean, she, you know, being into being a commercial love, and uh, she's just such an icon. I always, again, I always, she always reminds me of the male, female version of Connery. She always got some, I know she's up to something bad. I know she's doing something wrong. I just want to <laughs> catch her at it. And she is just that way. She has a little devilish little twinkle. She's a, she's a doll. I, I haven't had the opportunity to meet either one of those two ladies, Luciana or her. I would love that, though. Um, Luciana is still stunning. Yeah. Oh, she's yeah. still stunning. Amazing. Of course, Molly Peters, which I saw one of your pictures of Molly Peters. Uh, Absolutely phenomenal. You will write. Telephone, at the very least. Oh, day by day. But I'm truly sorry to have to dash off like this, but uh, there's been a bit of a flap at the office. What kind of work do you do, anyway? Oh, I uh, travel. I sort of... Uh, Licensed troubleshooter. <laughs> Mr. Angelo, heart attack last night. I'm not surprised. Keep in touch. Anytime, Jane. Any place. Another time. Another place. Yeah. She's a darling. She's a, Molly is, um, she had reached out to me and asked if I would do something for her for a charity years ago. Oh. That was nice. I was completely blown away. And that happens every now and then, which was really cool. But um, I, I didn't get a chance to meet her in person. I would have loved it. I was, you know, that's where I, I wish I was uh, neighbors with you guys. I probably t- <laughs> torturing every Bond co-star that ever lived. <laughs> As that Jeff Marshall guy, he won't leave me alone. But um, yeah, it's amazing. She was a, she was a love. And I think when I gave her her piece, it was wasn't maybe like three years prior to her passing, hmm. but. What a nice person. So nice. Yeah, fantastic. Simon, who were your favorite Bond girls growing up then? Oh my goodness gracious. Uh, I'm a, I was a, I'm a, I have to say guys, I'm a, a late developer. So, um, <laughs> yeah, appreciating the Bond girls. Uh, you, you could probably say it came very late in life, but I'm making up for it. I, uh, I, I, I promise you that. <laughs> they are they they are many and numerous. Uh, yes, I I completely love uh, the, the the Claudine uh, Auger actress and and indeed the character. Friend of yours? Works for my guardian. Your guardian has you watched. He likes to know where I am. I don't blame him. Will you excuse me? You're not going so soon. I'm afraid so. My guardian's yacht. 
Oh, really? He'll be expecting me. May I come with you? I'd love to meet your guardian. Oh, no. Will I see you again? It's a small island. Perhaps we can have dinner together. No. My dear uncooperative Domino. How do you know that? How do you know my friends call me Domino? It's on the bracelet on your ankle. So, what sharp little eyes you've got. Wait till you get to my teeth. I love Mariam Darbo. There's just yeah. something wide-eyed, innocent and beautiful about both the character and, uh, and the actress. You could be here all night. Don't. It's impossible. Knowing you only two days and all I can think of is how we would be together. Don't think. Just let it happen. It's, it's so difficult to pick one out, honestly. I'm going to have to plead the fifth. <laughs> I, really, I, right. I really am, honestly, because... <laughs> I, I am actually in the position of uh, promoting and celebrating, and to to, uh, to pick one out, it, oh, guy, you, I thought that was going to be a difficult question, but right there and then. <laughs> it is yeah. impossible. You're right. It's hard. <laughs> but I know. I mean, I know from the cover, you, you have to put Tracy on the cover, don't you? I'm assuming well, that's by the by. I guess. The, I guess no time did I was the motivation for that. Uh, yeah. Because I I was not prepared for what that was going to be like. <laughs> You know, I, the only probably two good things or three good things I ever did in my crazy life was marry my wife, Beth, and be lucky enough to have two terrific kids. And I never thought James Bond would have a child. So I just was completely overwhelmed by that whole storyline. I must, I you know, I, I'm just an old sentimental dude. <laughs> so it, to me, it was like, you know, I started watching these films with people jumping out of volcanoes or doing whatever. And now all of a sudden... It still kind of ended in the same weird sort of way, but he had a daughter. Well, to me, that was the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> I, I, I'm still in love with my daughter. We kind of share the same profession together. We talk in shorthand the way that I have with some of the people I collaborate with. And uh, and I guess Bond, you know, no matter what the movie is and whether the story was developed properly or not, I have to take it at face value. So... Bond fell in love three times. And we're doing a book about Bond women. They have to be the primary ladies on the cover. Yeah. It just mm -hmm. seemed that way. It just seemed that way. And I kind of liked that they were so unique. All three of them were so incredibly unique. Forget about Diana Rigg. She's scary, Diana Rigg. God bless her soul. Eva Green is scary because she's naked like all the time in the world. So I can't even look at her anymore. She's <laughs> And I and I really like Leia Sidhu. She's absolutely stunning. To be in two films, I mean, it's just a what an amazing movie series it is. It goes every which way for for something that was kind of so predictable in those first that decade of films, where they were kind of cookie cutter. They eventually kept evolving and evolving and evolving. And then when Daniel K Craig came around, forget about it. It's fascinating to me. It's a, it's an amazing movie series. And I, I, I can't wait for the. I hope I'm still around for the next one. I hope they start. <laughs> I really hope they start moving things forward, and I hope that they I can get to see another one because God knows where it's going to take us. And I, and I can't wait. Mm. I just can't wait. If you're enjoying Really 007, why not follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram? Lock us up at Really 007 Pod. Just going back to the artwork, Jeff. You're given a you're given a person to do an illustration of for the book. Where do you start, and how do you decide what kind of artwork to do for each character? Simon's tried so hard to try and put that into words. And where do I start, or what do I do? It really depends upon the person, the reference that I have, my success rate with that person. Because I've drawn some, I must have sketched Sean Connery at least a thousand plus times in my life. The first time being in 1971 when I tried to replicate the poster for Diamonds Are Forever. I, and I just finished Honor Blackman uh, uh, a couple nights ago, only because I needed that challenge. Um, it's impossible to tell. Mm. It, sometimes it's with their hair color. Right before Honor Black, I did a, a brand new Jill St. John. And I think some of the energy 
as I'm trying to analyze the reference that I'm working, I want to make sure that I get certain elements right. So if it's how far am I going to take Jill St. John's hair color or Tiffany Case's hair color? What am I going to do with Honor Blackman to maybe soften some of the edges of her face or to create maybe a softer Honor Blackman? Or what, what would I do different? It really depends upon the girl. But I think most of the times when I do throw things out, when I am unsuccessful, it's because it doesn't, it just doesn't flow. It just doesn't have a flow. And then the flow initially comes always. And maybe that's from drawing Sean Connery a thousand times. A guy that has a pair of eyes like that is scary. He works like that. Um, on the on the past anniversary of his birth, a few weeks ago, I had done a sketch from The Untouchables. I, and I put it online. I was very happy with that because he looks so damn comfortable there. He looks, between his posturing and his hat, the colors worked out well, but it, it really starts with the eyes a lot of time, especially his. Yeah. But... Uh, if I don't, if I don't have that, it's not going to work. On one of your books, Simon, Jeff's artwork is of Roger. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Yeah, it's at Italy, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Superb. How do you go about Roger then, uh, Jeff? How do you go it's about? Close by. I'm trying to find it. Well, Roger. <laughs> oh, we really depend upon. It depends upon the film. I'm working on. I worked on a recent Roger. I mean, Roger has such a long tenure as Bond that he starts out so incredibly young. You know, he starts. Oh out so my word. There. And he's so beautiful and perfect. But, you know, later on to refine his features, seriously. And, and and I don't, I never would want to illustrate anybody and have them not look better than hopefully what they would be in real life. I don't want it to be different, but I just want it to be respectful. And, and uh, you know, photographs are very difficult sometimes. And especially, you know, they're shooting him in 1984 whenever the filming was of that film. But I just did do a recent of you to a kill. And um, it's, it, you know, you have to just be very diligent and try and understand what happens with the human space as you get older, which is really, I can tell you right now, it's not good. It's really bad. Um, <laughs> but, you know, feeling that pain, you know, I used to be kind of a good looking guy back in 1871. <laughs> I wasn't bad looking, but uh, I would never want anybody to look poorly in any of my illustrations. So whatever refinement I would have to do, I have to do. So where do I start with Roger? It's impossible to tell you. It's really impossible to tell you. It depends upon the subject and, and what I have to work with. But again, everything does come back to eyes. You know, mm. he just doesn't, he just, his eyes, his head tilt, his coloring, everything about him is so completely different than Connery. That's why Dalton's yeah. kind of interesting. That's why Pierce was incredibly interesting, what was going on with his face. And then we kind of go back to Daniel. You know, which is a whole other thing going on, but he's he has such severe things going on, like his haircut is, you know, everything is going on with Daniel Craig. He's an interesting looking fellow too. And then when you have that with women, because they're also incredibly different, long hair, short hair, uh, you know, Tiffany Case's his hair is the same color as Simon's shirt. I mean, it's <laughs> it's an amazing thing that we have going on there with some of these ladies, or, or Grace Jones, another amazing woman. Um, and her outfits really look cool in that film, uh, especially the scene in France at the party. That was an amazing sequence. She looks, you know, she's such a she's such a badass. She's such a toughie, but can look so kind of graceful. Yeah. I suppose you uh, travel a lot. Your helicopter leaves in 20 minutes. Oh, does that mean you're not staying the night? I was hoping we'd spend the evening together. Now I shall be all alone. Hmm. I doubt that. Oh. Well, let me walk you to the chopper. That won't be necessary. Someone will take care of you. Oh, you'll uh, see to that personally, will you? I don't know where I start from, to tell you the truth. I guess I start here mostly, and then I just start going. And then you just start going. Your pieces, they have your own specific style, but there is that sort of ethereal style to your to your work that you could easily... You could look. I could look at a, a piece of it and instantly tell that it was you who'd done it and instantly tell who it was. And that is the absolute perfect balance, I think, for artwork of something of this nature, for this kind of book where you just want to lift it off the coffee table, so to speak. Mm. You can either look at it and uh, just dwell on it, or you can sort of say, look, I want to find a specific person. Instantly, though, we know it's you, and instantly we know who the character is, and I think that's a real testament to your work, Jeff. 
Well, that's, that's very kind, and I appreciate that. And I would hope that, Christ, if we ever did a, a book of one or two bond girls, or, you know, if you just did a bunch of studies of one person all the time, they would all look different. They would all have different various stages of finish and not finish. Lots of line or less line, less contrast or more contrast, warmer or colder. I guess, you know, I love Bob Peak. I was fortunate enough to meet Bob Peak uh, yeah. a few years ago, and I did see the actual illustration for Spy Who Loved Me, along with like the work he'd done for Clint Eastwood and, and all of his other work. He was amazing. And I love Drew, Drew Struzan. Uh, I saw him in New York at the uh, Illustrate. I saw him in, God, uh, maybe 1990 up in um, New York at the Society of Illustrators, and I saw his artwork, and all his art is massive, but it's just, it's stunning. There's a lot of freedom to that. There's an awful lot of freedom with his line and his work, a lot of his timing. Sometimes it's all rhythm to me anyhow. So I try and steal everything I possibly can from them and then take my natural style because uh, I love Degas. I love his oh, yeah. illustrations of the, the ballerinas and people dancing and things like that. He doesn't finish a foot or he doesn't finish a dress or there's a beautiful swash of teal or green coming into something. That is something you really can't practice. That's something that you have to just regurgitate out and hope that it's going to work. That's something that you have to push out of yourself and pray that it's going to kind of work. But it's instinct a lot of times. I'm sure you, uh, Simon, you must work off an instinct constantly. Uh, because sometimes I think you hear a solution before you put it down in the paper, or you might have traveled an avenue prior to this where you failed before, but you'll pick something else up and then go for it. It's it's a strange it's a strange thing, especially when you're dealing with something that's fifty or sixty years old, or or these iconic actresses and film stars who there's an expectation of what they should look like, and if you're trying to bend that a little bit, or work with that, or massage that, and reinterpret it. God, that's that's the greatest fun there is. That actually is what keeps me sane, although I'm sure there are people who sit there and say, you know, it's not working. But that's what I do at nighttime often, where I'm just sitting there relaxing and playing and, and moving things around. It's it's um it's really a joy. It really it's really um fun. And and again, I go with all genres. Um I have friends that are Star Trek nuts and and I love playing with them. I love I love that last season. Picard. I love Strange New Worlds, um, Star Wars. I mean, Harrison Ford and all these people, things like that. It's But for fans and for people, it's nice to get them energized. And I think co coming up with new solutions to things helps you do that. If, if, if you, when I saw the Italy book, and I'm, my wife and I are going back, we're going to Sicily for our 35th anniversary in a few weeks. Oh, nice. And when I saw Simon was over there, right where they were filming all the oh, oh no time to die and it was like wow that is amazing it is so beautiful and we're gonna go do some godfather spots a couple things like that and <clears throat> i i can't wait to get reference from there i can't wait to see yeah. things from there you know as well as i do that you absorb everything that happens to you and and so i i need that refresher you know it's going to enliven me and embolden me and make you see things different um i would love to travel with all you guys and just go see things and talk things out and or go to the Eiffel Tower or with a few times I've been over to London I had a, I've been a, I guess my favorite story was I went to uh, the um I haven't seen your moment the golf course where they film Goldfinger so oh yeah stoke poaches and I I'm a golfer I used to be a golfer when I was younger and I had to go out it was a misty day I don't know where I was in the parking lot but there were guys coming up to it green. I watched their approach shots and I kind of got close to them, but I didn't want to bother them. But it started raining. The mist started getting a little worse. And I think I made a comment about the weather. And the, the gentleman goes, well, this is a very clear day for us over here. You guys with, yeah. all, the, with all the bad weather. But the gentleman said, this is a very clear day for us here. But when I went to Stoke Poges, they actually have one of the Goldfinger lithos in there. Or I, I think I mentioned Simon too, when I went to Stoke Poges, that's where they filmed the one scene from Tomorrow yeah. Never Dies. Terry Hatcher in that beautiful, beautiful room. So for me to see that, or for me to see where Shrublands was yeah. filmed, or, or, or all these things, it's uh, it's incredible. It just is really something else. I, I love it more than anything. I wish I had traveled more when I was younger, but you know, you, just, you don't always have the means. Yeah, you may have the you may have the desire, but you don't always have the means. But I, I wish I could relocate to London 
I would never. Yeah. Actually, the first time I was ever there, I think, was for Tomorrow Never Dies premiere. And oh, I, I, phoned, I phoned my wife. Um, so there's like a six-hour difference, I believe, or, or that. And I phoned her. I said, sell. We didn't have children. Oh, we did have children. We had both children by then. I said, sell all the stuff, sell the house, and come on over. <laughs> I'm not leaving. I love it here. And she hung up. So it didn't work out so well. <laughs> but oh, no. I, I love it. I love I love, uh, I love the UK. I love, um, and I've grown very fond of France with the help of the French James Bond fan club yeah. and Luke and all the people over there. They're such, they're so kind and they're so generous and, and so supportive. Uh, and they, they, they love it as much as we do, you know, and, and how yeah. can you not get along with people like that? It's incredible. We're quite lucky. We're quite lucky living in England that yeah. it's literally an hour and a half flight to anywhere pretty much in Europe. So we we do have that advantage, but uh, but Simon, yeah, just tell us a bit about the words that you chose to accompany Jeff's Jeff's creations for the book. Yeah, sure. So we were, as you, as I say, we were. I think we were sitting down for our first call sometime at the beginning of the year, January, and and yeah, we were looking at uh, the subject matter of being the uh, the girls, uh, the girls of Bond. And yeah, I absolutely wanted to to do this book with or for Jeff, but I I think I just asked I think I just asked the question of the three of us, you know, of the three of us, you know, uh, should there be words in a book like this? Uh, if it was just the art, would people buy it, or would people actually want to read something about the art? And if so, what? You know, we just let that question sit for a little bit, and and I think one of the the first sort of answers that came back was you know it would be a good idea to maybe interview interview uh, one of one or two of the bond girls but i think martin said and i think quite rightly that if you're gonna if you're gonna uh, interview one of the girls you've kind of got to interview all of them and you know well, quite clearly that now is not really possible yeah. you know they're not really all with us and i said well you know instead of just looking to if we, instead of looking out uh, for other people to talk about the art, why don't we just hone right in and find out about Jeff? Jeff is, uh, you know, he's quite prolific. Well, he's very prolific with his art, uh, but he doesn't give many interviews and he doesn't put his face about. And I thought, well, this actually might be an opportunity for people to get to understand something about Jeff. So it was, then became a question, well, if, if that's going to be the case, what should be the questions? So, you know, who is Jeff? Uh, what was the first time you saw a Bond film? What was the impression uh, that it gave him? You know, what was the what was the impression that, uh, that he got from the, uh, the the female character? Had he ever met one of the actresses? Was it love at first sight? Then we sort of got into the art. And we kind of alluded to that uh, a little earlier, you know, did all of the art through fall through an open door? Uh, or were there many, a few multitudinous cases whereby the art would have to be thrown away and start again? Was it easy or was it frustrating? And on all of those sort of, those sort of stages in between and it came it became quite interesting because then you kind of got to see again you know who's who's the guy who's jeff what is the history for his love and actually how easy or difficult is this uh, to create the art i think a better book came from it uh, to be honest because with only a few hundred words per spread and you've got to let the art glow you've got to let that flourish so it wasn't going to be thousands of words per spread you really couldn't get too far out of a subject uh, unless something was then degraded or mitigated so honing in on jeff actually then kind of made sense and so what we decided uh what we decided to do then was really to have i don't know what was it five or six uh, zoom calls uh, i would let uh, jeff talk and you know jeff can talk right and i recorded <laughs> the call and i uh, i made notes and this that and the other and i just basically sort of uh, as i did with all my interviews for for all the books uh the interviews then get written uh they can get passed back to the uh the interviewee in this case uh jeff for uh, for his approval uh, and then they go to uh then they go to martin uh for for his thoughts and uh, and that was that was the triumvirate triumvirate of the uh, the working pattern jeff came to me back to jeff Simon, to martin. The, the, alternative, the alternative title was gonna be ramblings of a madman uh, <laughs> by simon firth and it's still very well could be it might sell it might sell better <laughs> of a mental patient. <laughs> Before we go, we need to we need to ask where where can we get this book and how can we find it? Sure, at the moment, then. So this book is is being launched on the uh, uh, well, will have been launched uh, on the uh, uh, the seventh of September. There's a launch, uh, proper launch in uh, New York, uh, and again, uh, depending on when this goes out, will have been uh, a launch at the Oyster Bar, the uh, the Grand Central Station in New York. Yeah. Uh, in terms of where we can get it, so there's a uh, there's a pop up website called beautyofbond.com. Then otherwise, there will be uh, uh, listings on Amazon. 
it's kind of important to know that the uh, there's 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 two versions of this book there is a there's a hardback glossy version of the book which is um is available by uh, from the beauty of bond website and for the moment at least uh, we uh, we're putting the uh, the softback version on Amazon, so Amazon.co.uk.com, yep. etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Basically, yeah, beautyofbond.com for the hard copy, Amazon for the soft. Brilliant! So exciting because there's so many Bond books out at the moment. We've got all the actual novels that have been. There's been three since No Time to Die have come out, but sometimes you want a different kind of book. You want something that you can just sort of relax and come and go with it, read it, pick it up when you want, share it with friends. And it'll prompt conversation. It will. It absolutely about, will. Like we've said. It absolutely will. I've yeah. actually got a copy, an advanced copy of the, the book. Jeff, I don't know if you have received one yet or not, but it, it's beautiful. I'll see, it's beautiful. I'll see it tomorrow for the first time. <laughs> you haven't even seen it, Jeff. No, I mean, we're, we're working, right up, working right up to the um, in the final moments. It's, it's so exciting. But to actually hold it is going to be a thrill. Oh. And it feels, it feels lovely. It feels lovely. Oh, okay. uh, Martin has chosen a, a glossy dust jacket. It's actually a slightly sort of satin gloss, but it's got a very, very smooth, very, very tactile feel to it. it, it you will want to pick it up. Yeah, that's so important. And again, that goes back to the conversation we had an hour ago. When you work with these three guys, and you, Simon brought up Bond going through, what is that called when you do that over in the UK? When he said he drives oh, through the, the, uh, the, the, the mini roundabout, yeah, the mini roundabout. <laughs> this is if you, if you if you think about what Simon had just described, that was exactly how the book was created. His input, my you know, we just kept going around and around. If that's not just something to be proud of, I, I don't think I would know what is. It was just fantastic, and it was serendipitous. These two gentlemen came in my life. It was just it's fantastic, and I'm very much a stickler for details. So when you're talking about the cover, the stock and the cover, that might be like a, in the United States called like a pearlescence cover. Uh, you know, it, it's just, you know, that's, it's, it's not glossy. It's not dull, but it has a yeah. you know, way about it. <clears throat> Those sort of things and details that are so important, which are so, so important. And, and I'm so, now I'm really excited about saying it. We, when we first talked about it, we had said, when, you know, when I was a kid, I would always get two books. I would get a book for myself and then wait hopefully like a year and get another one that I could tear apart. So the software yeah, yeah, yeah. is great if someone wants to go get and get something signed on it. But I can see myself doing that as a as a 20 year old or 15 year old or 18 year old. You know, something that I would take apart. So I would have a piece of reference to draw from back then. I'm not sure if you guys remember getting a bond book was always an advance to me. What still is in it that I haven't seen? What is, you know, what's the story in there that I haven't heard yet? I, you know, I know Star Wars and Star Trek, their fan bases have had so much written about them. They have so many art books, so many design books that I think even when the Lithos first came out, that's kind of why they did. Because Bond fans don't always have a lot of things to gather around or purchase or, or, or get. So hopefully this book will be part of some people's collection, which I hope, and I hope it stays with them. Again, it's it's just meant for the fans. It's just meant for the people to embrace and enjoy and, and hopefully sit and do what you just said before, yeah. sit and relax. Go to page 41, if that's the girl that you like, have fun. <laughs> you know, just, <laughs> leave it open. Just leave it open on the, on the thing over there. And then, and, but seriously, or, or, or and I think, again, I think some of the women there are going to surprise people. And I, I can't wait to hear about that. I'm looking forward to that. It's good. <laughs> I don't mean it that way. You guys are very, you know, I've heard about it. didn't say anything. <laughs> that, is, that is on tape, Jeff. That is on tape. And then, well, I was hoping, you know, I'm kind of like Nixon. We can erase some of the tape, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're keeping it for the bloopers, that's for sure. Yeah. The... <laughs> you know, if, if Simon will tell you there's a lot of bloopers. Quick, wrap it up. Wrap it up, guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, Jeff, you're not, your sound's not coming through. Take care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, yeah. Jeff. I'm gutted we don't, have, we don't have it yet to sort of have read it and looked at it and pondered over it for days. But we will be able to have it fairly soon. And hopefully by the time this goes out, loads of people will have it. You'll have some amazing feedback on it. I mean, just the, the post you put out advertising it, showing some of the, yeah. the artwork from it has gone down so well. So I've absolutely no doubt that it'll be a, a roaring success. And I'm already looking forward to the next one. You know, the, the beauty of Bond men. <laughs> yes. I think that I think that's the I think that's the best thing to do. Why would you want to yeah. do that? <laughs> yeah. John Glenn will be on the cover. Tell him to warn him now. <laughs> <laughs>
Yes. Oh, I have a man crush on John Glenn. Somebody tell John Glenn he's on the cover. <laughs> John Glenn, page <laughs> 62. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, that's not, I never thought of a centerfold. <laughs> I wonder where Mark, think Martin will have anything to say about that. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> I used to do, when my son was born, uh, I was working on a playing card deck for Marvel, Marvel Entertainment, and it was all the Marvel yeah. superheroes. And um, one Sunday, I went up to a show in New York City. The last Bond event I was at, a few weeks ago, I was at, someone said, it's a safe place for all of us to go. It's a nice get-together for people, and it's a safe place. I kind of I kind of hate that. I kind of hate that we have to have safe places. I think mm-hmm. we should all just celebrate the one thing that we really, really care for. When I went to this card show, and again, it was a card game back in the day, I guess, like the Magic the Gathering or all those play card things like that. I walked in, and I had been responsible for a lot of the artwork and a lot of the game and a lot of this, and somehow... I ran into this young man who's maybe uh, 15 or 16 years old, uh, quadriplegic, in a wheelchair. And I met him and his mother. And the one thing that he adored more than anything was this card game. He had every card. He had everything to it. Mm. And for some reason, we ended up sitting talking all day. A young man. Now, at the time, I wasn't that much older. I was probably only 36. But it it moved me. There, there shouldn't have to be a safe place. If you like Marvel superheroes, if you like Star Trek, if you like anything, the big sleep, be a fan, enjoy it, embrace it, and talk with one another and support one another. Thank you guys for sharing this time with me and supporting the book and, and, and letting other Bond fans know all about it because at the end of the day, that's the thing that means really the most to me. It really is. I would imagine if I said to Simon, Simon, I was in Italy and that thing that you said that you described, it was dead on. I would imagine he would say that he would be really happy with that too. And I would thank him for that. So guys, thank you so much for your time. And, and um, it's the greatest. It really is the greatest. And, oh. and when you get the book, take pictures. You don't have to put, post them online, but send them to me. So I, yeah. what I figure I'm going to do is anybody that gets a picture of the book, I have one empty wall over here. All I have are illustrations of Sean Connery and Jill St. John and everybody all over the place. <laughs> but I'm going to start putting out pictures holding of people holding the book on my one empty wall over there. So that's it. Yeah, that's, that's it. Look at it. It's so awesome seeing Simon. Yeah, yeah. Well, you will meet one day, surely. It's got to happen. Yeah, like, we will. We he will. may we will. avoid it, but I'm going to try and track him down. Windsor. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Marshall will return. Oh, <laughs> Acast anbefaler. Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergmann. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi skider skidt af alle de der podcast og forklarer mig nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulig ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt, det finder vi ud af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål. Ind og lyt til Dopaminklubben. Hver uge udkommer vi. Der laver vi sjov og spas med at have den her vidunderlige dopaminmangel.